Hello and welcome to the Contemporary Art Tasmania podcast series, What Are You Looking At? I'm your host, Thea Connell. I recently visited Athens to undertake a two-month artist residency at independent art space Schnecta. For the months of March and April, I lived with fellow residents, an Irish performance artist and a Cypriot new media artist, in an apartment in Kipseli, a neighbourhood to the north of the city, creating a body of work to exhibit at the gallery at the end of the residency. This moment of exploring the complex fabric of contemporary Athens alongside its vast and long history was made somewhat more mind-boggling with the addition of Documenta landing in Athens in early April. It is usually centred in the provincial German city of Kassel, exhibiting art from all over the world and establishing the zeitgeist of its time. This Documenta was the 14th edition, with previous iterations stretching back to 1955 when it began, each curated by a different visionary artistic director. Documenta 14 had a hugely ambitious premise, to bilocate Documenta 14 across Athens and Castle, with both chapters representing work by the same group of participating artists and having an overlapping timeline, so it would be staggered, with Athens opening April to July and Castle open June to September 2017. A physical, not just ideological shift, implemented by artistic director Adam Shimshek in a bid to decentralise, or as I put it in the reader, to blur accountable, predictable workings of the enterprise of a Documenta exhibition, or of any exhibition. Documenta 14's central socio-political concerns, or themes, of debt, migration, possession and dispossession, find their contextual nexus in Athens, as Athens has been at the centre of the economic and migrant crises that have consumed and continue to consume Europe. Shimshek was ambitious for the work that was exhibited and made during Documenta 14 to reach deep into our individual and collective bodies to dislodge the familiarity of being on a political, economic, social and individual level. So why did it fall short for me in Athens? After attending the press conference in early April, which outlined some of the vivid direct action hopes for the exhibition, I was staggered by the number of artworks from the 60s and 70s, like political works from those times, and the sheer domination of the vitrine upon the exhibition landscape at all the places that I visited. There really also seemed to be a surface level engagement with Athens as a site of inquiry. Projects that lodged themselves in the public space of Athens often looked to tokenistic or tropish symbols of Greece to stand in for the complex and nuanced lens required to understand contemporary Athens. I was expected to be challenged, engaged and passionate, but found myself disenchanted and sad that the noble intent for a transformative art experience had not translated to the exhibitions. This opinion may have been buoyed by the local critiques surrounding the exhibition that I was privy to. There were backlash exhibitions like Documina, which happened at the Athens Biennial Building near Ammonia Square, where local artists directly critiqued Documenta in a Greek who's got talent parade, hamming up Greek stereotypes and parodying ideas of Greek indigeneity through a queer lens. Most impressive in these critiques was a series of talks hosted by local space Radio Athens and produced in collaboration with the Goethe Institute in a radio series titled All Collective Voices. All Collective Voices is a project aiming to cultivate, to preserve, to transmit the polyphony of responses to the exhibitions and events transpiring in Athens over the spring and summer of 2017. Composed of conversations, interviews, readings and sound works, arranged and recorded at Radio Athens, it would develop into a piecemeal oral archive accessible online at all-collective-voices.org. They spoke really well about the way Documenta 14 is less a failure than a missed opportunity, 
where Zizek's conceptual premise has somewhat overstated the ability of the exhibitions to be truly and deeply rooted in the Athens counterculture they so seek. I recommend listening to it if you are interested when the radio archive is released, which should be sometime in the next month or two. My own disappointment in Documenta 14 may have been also spurred on by getting to know the vibrancy of the local independent art scene. I spoke with residency and gallery director of Schnecta, Augustus Venoglu, about the local response to Documenta 14. I think the, the main, uh, the I mean, the, the pit, pitfall, there's not really, I don't think there's a pitfall about the about Documenta being here at all. There's a lot of criticism about what it, how it could be better, maybe. But uh, one thing for sure that uh, it has done, and I think it's a positive thing, it has created a, within the Greek community, within the Greek art scene, let's say, and I would also say within the, the youth Greek art scene that I'm, I'm more familiar with, obviously, uh, it has created a, a sense of, uh, of um, self-awareness. So a lot of a lot of uh, institutions, uh, small scale projects, and artists have actually realized that, oh, you know, we have to do something about us and about ourselves. Now that documenta is here, we have a, we can either oppose it, and for that, then we become self self um, self aware or self um, we become uh, you know apparent. We appear. Or we actually um, uh, somehow um, realize that we are a scene, and we, we, we you know we have um, there is documenta, but there's also us, and I think that has we can see examples of that through this um, index art map that has come out. That is uh, was a, was a collective effort uh, from a lot of um, medium and small scale artist run or kind of independent or uh, um, spaces that uh, decided okay let's do our programming for the for the summer and use the crowd that is here for documented and promote uh, promote our work and uh, the work that happens in Athens from Athenian based artists or people that are um, inspired by Athens so this is a good example of, of this there's also like more discussions and panels about about documenta and um, a lot of extreme also um, um, responses to documenta through poster work and uh, you know uh, anti-documenta groups that are um, are happening as well. But all this is causing some kind of disturbance, and I think that it has a positive positive end really. You know, it's not it's not a although there's a critique. You know, of course, there's people, everyone talks about documenta not engaging fully with the local scene and. Um, but, but then again, we have to see also the thing from Documenta's perspective as well. You know, being a large institution and having to create some formal connections with uh, larger institutions like Amst or the you know the art school, the Athens Art School, and things like that. But then it's true. Like, how long? I mean, you need a lot of time to actually do this more hardwired and spread out kind of connections to to the art scene here. I mean, it takes time. And maybe this is another critique again, that there wasn't enough time, the, uh, you know, the, the, the documenter didn't spend enough time on that or didn't have enough time to build this. Um, learning from Athens then, you know, it's the title that uh, is very ambivalent uh, eventually, that 
you know, what did we learn from others after all, you know? It becomes a question whether this is just a branding kind of kind of thing, and it's a trend, that Athens is trendy in a way, and then they're using this kind of learning from Athens to, to somehow um, crown a lot of the subjects they want to engage with, and Tukumana wants to engage with, um, and it actually makes it more, uh, you know, more kind of uh, attractive in a way because it does actually work like a, like a company. You know, like I know people that work in there and who has a very kind of clear, uh, you know, kind of kind of corporate almost like kind of way it's structured. You know, and it has to work as a you know as a, as a, as a form, some form of company really. You know, it has it has to have its. Um, he has to meet its its, its standards. He, he cannot like uh, probably divert from from its main you know kind of target. There are people that are checking it out in Germany, obviously you know the people that are working here, and you know it's, it has it is massive in a way. It does do it does pacify something um, real about maybe the, air, the the place here by capitalizing this uh, in this in this form. And claiming that it's actually working with Athens in a way that the title suggests that it's it's a, you know they, these guys have researched a lot about Athens. and they have actually it's not just they haven't you know and I, let's be fair I mean they have but it's I think us Greeks have like kind of the locals have a kind of different sort of like idea what that research is maybe we're looking at it from a more ontological sort of perspective. Uh, but they just, you know, people who are new here, they just need more time to, to actually learn from Athens or... I can't really say about all the artists because, as I said, like, I, I'm, I'm only aware of a kind of small group of people uh, that we are also involved in here at Snecta that are very young. Um, they have links with outside, they studied abroad, they have, you know, they work with, with, with internationals already and... Um, <clears throat> A lot of the foreign people that, that come have also this kind of negative stance uh, about Documenta. Uh, someone else told me the other day that uh, he heard from a from someone uh, from a German visitor that oh the Documenta is a German exhibition, you know, like we, the Germans call it the German exhibition, although it's in it's in it's in Athens, you know. So it's very much um, I don't know. It's 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 part of it, and it's not part of the of the place, you know. It has a kind of a strange relationship with Athens, Documenta. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It hasn't managed to escape the fact being a large institution and what that brings with it, which is, you know, to have a uh, form formalities about it that are making it you know difficult to approach. You know, it's a very formal, has a very formal presence. And therefore, to to approach it as an artist, you would have to actually be part of that um, group of, you know, you know, a group of, of, you know, kind of either, you know, kind of a well-known artist or someone who's actually, you know, part of that larger network of formal institutions or have some kind of experience with working, working with. So it, they haven't actually been... That the, the, their character in that way, so it's still a very formal thing. In that, in that way that you use formal, does that also mean kind of exclusionary? Like yeah, think? that's what I mean actually. Yeah, but it, it does have that. I mean, I, um, I mean, also you know the people that are the Greek people that are engaging with the with working at Documenta, they have also kind of, I mean, it's because of work, but it's also because of the demand of of, of work. But they have 
kind of like uh, disappeared a little bit. You know, this is kind of strange, kind of kind of kind of feeling that oh, he used to he used to be around. Oh yeah, now he was documented that kind of thing. You know, which is of course a you know to to to, to labor uh, it's a labor intensive job, but it does create a kind of strange kind of kind of climate about about it in my in my in, for me at least you know. But at the same time, as as I said, it's it's um, what n- none of this is really that important. I think what's really key is the f- is the criticism that it generates, and how that criticism is productive, becomes a productive thing uh, for the local scene. It creates self awareness. It empowers people to change things, and and unite in a way. And um, I don't know what that will uh, lead to in the future, but it might be that. You know, artists are more united to ask for, you know, uh, seek for more rights or, you know, <clears throat> they can do more things collectively. And there's a, there's a movement all across the, the board on, on, on this direction. Like you have like Art Athena being completely kind of, you know, going to sort of changed and, and, and reactivated through new curatorial inputs. But also, you know, you have like the Platforms Project, which was actually part of Art Athena, but it was all the independent spaces, international independent spaces that were also invited to come to Athens to show their work. Now this has become independent, so it becomes that it's... Um, everyone seems to be stressing uh, stressing out that, okay, let's bring people to Athens, let's 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 work with that as a subject and um, there's a strong sense maybe of localism now than than before people are more aware of the place that they're in Athens I think but this is all political I mean this is all also uh, what has this this kind of crisis European crisis has created has created uh, narratives for people to 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 to, um, to step onto you know that's what documenters use is using this kind of crisis uh, narrative as well and the leftist the left politics as well the leftist politics has also it also works along these this direction and then you know uh, all across Europe there's a form of localism and, and, and turn into the local rather than the global you know so it happens in Greece as well but in a kind of it happens in, in the art maybe but in a very kind of um, subtle and kind of peaceful way I was drawn to Athens for my own reasons as an artist but I've witnessed a steady flow of Tasmanians jetting to Europe to do the big three, Documenta 14, the Venice Biennale, and the Munster Sculpture Project. Um, they all seem to cross over this year. So this has allowed me the chance to ask other Tasmanians what they thought of Documenta 14 and why they think it's important, or not, to visit these blockbuster contemporary art events. Stephanie Hahn is a local Tasmanian curator who is currently in Europe and has visited both the Athenian and German chapters of Documenta 14. So I've always wanted to go. I think it has been important to my curatorial practice, not just because I see um, the kind of ways that other curators like to put forward their ideas, because sometimes um, an exhibition can kind of be an essay where you have an, an argument and you have examples and the artwork kind of, artworks are these kind of examples for your argument or you're just doing a survey and you show everything for your concept, you know, that's kind of how I think about it. I think it's important to see those kind of different strategies, but really it's more going as a spectator and being challenged to view things and understand things in a different way. 
which you're sort of forced to do when you're out of your comfort zone. You're in a different country. The cultural signs and the symbols, ways of understanding is always different. Um, I think that's, for me, it's more about challenging the way that you perceive work. That's the sort of more important reason, not necessarily about my practice. I think, um, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Venice or Castle or Guangzhou or Basel or now Athens? Um, it's, it's the whole experience. It's not just seeing the artwork. It's seeing how cities operate and their rhythm and, you know, all the sort of differences and the similarities um, you're just constantly kind of visually and um, emotionally comparing things. I think um, especially in Athens where you're constantly being challenged to even find a certain place in order to you know, get there and see the work I remember thinking when I actually walked into EMST, like I was quite relieved because I was like, oh, white walls, <laughs> invigilators, I have to buy a ticket, um, and there's like three floors of, you know, artwork. I mean, that really shows how sort of ingrained in us certain expectations are of how you want to see works and the signifiers that you need in order to go, oh, that's an artwork, that's what I'm looking at. So here, here is the space that I'm meant to sort of be dealing with. So I think it's important to go to these different big shows because there are a lot of works that are in those in-between spaces, um, um, especially with Venice and Arsenale, we have to go and find things. And then they're in these, you know, large Gothic churches that have their own, that are just layered in their own signs and symbols and then you have these contemporary works within them so I think that kind of challenging your expectations of where and context and how you see and read works is is the most important reason to go and see works um, at these large um, festivals but they are you know they are institutions in themselves I think um, if you go to a few, you, I don't know, you sh you'll probably get fatigued, I think. There's only so much that you can see in the short amount of time that you have. Um, I was talking to these two Melbourne girls in Castle that were so confused by all the different venues and what am I supposed to see first? I've only got a two-day ticket, you know. What's the most important thing? Um, and how do you know what the most important places to go are when you've got this democratised, <laughs> no-dominant, curatorial, um, uh, I guess, authoritative pointing at this building, this building, and this institution, this is where you should go, which is, you know, a part of it. Um, I think Hans Ulrich... Obris talks about that where with 
big contemporary exhibitions. People really want to know, you know, the big, big important works and the big important artists that you're meant to hit because there's this pressure. There's this pressure to like see those ones. So I think um, it's important to go, but also be aware of <laughs> not, um, I guess, giving into that pressure. Scott Cotterell is a mid-career contemporary artist from Tasmania who has had opportunities to visit the big blockbuster exhibitions that pop up on the European continent so frequently. Yet he hasn't attended Venice, Documenta, Munster or any of the big art fairs. I talked with Scott about Documenta from his position of, as he says, relative naivety, and why these exhibitions are not on the top of his priority list. I don't know, I guess it's complicated in that I'll sort of be speaking from a point of relative naivety for huge art events like the Venice Biennale or Documenta. But the last chance that I had to attend um, Documenta was actually the first time I was in Europe, and um, it was sort of a conflation of factors, but primarily it was this peer group that I was working in within there that kind of didn't see it as in any way shape or form relevant to their practice um so that that kind of opened my eyes that even within the European context there was a from my perspective a large group of artists who didn't see it as relevant or who saw it as a kind of franchise or um or a leader scenario but having said that I know a lot of my peers and colleagues have attended those large, you know, worldwide international art events and and that it's been beneficial to their practice. So I guess within the sort of um, new media scenario or peer group that I was working within um, and possibly still am to a certain extent yeah. in, you know, 2005 or whenever that was. Um, and where was that that you were based? Well, I was working in Germany and the Netherlands. Uh -huh. um, and... Yeah, but I guess it just didn't become an itinerary item, partly because I would have been in attendance on my own and not with my peers. And I guess then it was um, also that I was there to immerse myself in a particular scene. But there is something interesting even now, knowing that, you know, a lot of people I know are there, that this sort of um, trickle through tourist experience that you witness via social media that's occurring um and then how that reflects on you know yeah our own attendance or wish to be involved in these things or i mean what what an international art circuit is or how the the mechanics of that work are quite yeah. fascinating so yeah i've been totally shocked by like since i've got back from athens like i only went sort of for my own practice mm. and wanting to go to Athens as a, as a place to work and then sort of document it happen and I'm just, I've been like astonished by how many people are going mm. there from Tasmania for this sort of So was itinerary. it on while you were there? Yeah, it yeah. started when I was halfway through. And so um, I guess how was the, how was the reception from your perspective there? Did it? W within, well, I was sort of, yeah, involved with the local kind of independent art scene. Mm. Um, was doing a residency with a space that's very much ingrained in the local scene and um, it was really varied I think um, a lot of people felt there was a really shallow engagement with what was already happening there mm. and it was more like the idea of Athens as a context that 
was important to document it and it felt that way yeah like there was a pretty shallow engagement with the spaces already there apart from some really problematic spaces like Emst, which was the contemporary art museum which has been steeped in like 20 years of bureaucratic mess um mm. that hasn't opened for the public until documenta yeah wow um, so all these like yeah those, those machinations become apparent through through things like that occurring i yeah. guess um it might be a tendency to localize a practice versus internationalize a practice in how you, you think about it in that um another residency period i did and i've done quite a few sort of self-directed residencies was in santiago de compostela in spain and um, up on the hill of there was this sort of um, massive utopian art space that had been frozen at multiple stages throughout its construction by a bureaucratic process. And so, it, you know, you had that thing up there, but then we're kind of working in a concrete room down an alleyway, you know, <laughs> with beer. That, yeah, 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 very in, much the With same. beer in an ice bucket. So mm. I'm not sure. I guess um, in terms of their value... I haven't I haven't attended um, a Venice Biennale or a Documenta, so the sort of the closest international events I've come to working on are ones that that we've worked on locally or that in within Australia and um, and I guess I mean having said that you know I'd probably be more interested as as an artist to be involved um, in any of those events than as a spectator um, and I. Not that those two modes are completely exclusive, mm. but I guess, yeah. Um, so do you the, think, like, with, say, Documenta or Venice Biennale, they're trying to be these sort of genre-defining um, exhibitions. Do you think they are really defining the zeitgeist? Or is it a bit beyond, behind the times? I'm not sure in that, again, it's a yeah. sort of position of relative naivety, but I guess it's... Um, you know, I tend I read a fair bit, and it might be a tendency to attract negative criticism, similar to say, you know, the great art fairs, none of which I've attended, mm. but all of which I've read feedback about, and um, yeah, and so I'm not sure. I think um, the you know curators are always trying to be on the times, whatever that means, or on point, or um, and I guess successful exhibitions really need to take risks in terms of the way they think about spaces. So documenter in Athens may be a gamble that may not have paid off, but, um, you know, the questions that arise out of that may ultimately have higher value or, um, it may bolster the, um, strength of the local arts community, or it may make the structures that, that accessed it, um, rethink their relationship to Greece or, you know, mm. to, to um, the politics that that thing was kind of accused of. Yeah, it definitely, I think that was the overarching sort of feedback was even though Documenta didn't necessarily engage very well with Athens, just by doing it, that's had a pretty positive impact on the mm. arts community there and giving oxygen to the contemporary art scene there where it's kind of maybe overlooked in the mainstream um, sort of culture of Athens. Yeah, and I think it, it comes down to what you want out of your culture. You know, like, do you want it to be a, um, a blockbuster, or do you want it to be a, a um, pulp fiction classic, or you know, what? Yeah, what's mm. the ultimate goal? Um, because I, you know, 
one, we can't all be globetrotting art tourists, but also we can't all be globetrotting contemporary artists. So it's sort of the, the local in practice makes a whole lot of sense. And I, but I can also see the value in a massive event pulling together heaps of localities and putting them in one place so that people can view that. Um, yeah, so I guess it's a fraught relationship. I look forward to, I guess, reassessing that attitude having attended, yeah. hopefully. But um, <laughs> as in, I hope that my attitude is changed. Um, but having said that, it's not a wholly negative yeah. one. Yeah, well, I think it's really interesting that you were there in Germany working with German artists that didn't see attending Documenta as like a crucial part of their practice. Mm. Whereas that seems to have been some of the... F- feedback from Tasmanian artists that I've had that it's like this crucial part although in saying that Liam James has just gone to Athens and missed documented totally and Mm. wasn't going for that so I was like yeah well I guess there's um our relationship is different even even in 2017 you know like could kind of pretend we don't um we aren't as far south as you can get and that we aren't sort of living off reproductions but we are to a certain extent still um and it seems as though um, my slash our peers travel more than necessarily artists used to in terms of valuing that as, um, you know, both a career boosting thing to do, but also a way to kind of garner experience from this quite small location. Um, and that feels fairly kind of privileged. It's, you know, like as in um, the value to a Tasmanian artist of going to Europe to those large events is probably already weighted more significantly than the value of say a emerging European artist in that, you know, um, it, there's more, there's more, more scenes in terms of access. Um, so here you're kind of either making it up, um, with your peers and colleagues or you're attending it somewhere else. Rarely are you attending an event here that you aren't, in some way, shape or form kind of connected to, connected to or at least rooting for and hoping that it pans out, you know. So a critical voice is difficult here. Um, whereas, you know, maybe that reflection, that 24-hour travel to a completely different place and then this sort of massive immersion in a whole bunch of stuff it does allow some critical reflection. Um, yeah, but it's interesting that the reviews are so mixed in terms of the value versus the sort of um, fraught polemics or politics of it. This perspective from Scott touches on some very real considerations of privilege when discussing travelling for art experiences from Australia and mimics somewhat for me the privilege that played out in Athens by the documenter team who planted programs, often with foreign artists, into incredibly heavy socio-political spaces. An example of this is seen in the use of the Paco Elefterias, or Freedom Park, which houses an ex-torture chamber for the junta military regime from the 1970s. Um, And the EMST, which is the contemporary art museum that was established in Athens in 2000, and has since been a mismanaged bureaucratic nightmare, spending over $30 million of taxpayers' money, only to be opened properly for the first time for Document 14. As critic Catherine Drake, an Athenian resident and writer for Artnet and Art Forum, puts it in her article titled Here's Why Greece is Not Exactly Rolling Out the Red Carpet for Document 14, 
The most crucial challenge Documenta 14 faces in Greece is the contradiction inherent to the corporate and governmental funding of political art. Coming into an economically crippled country, brandishing exceptional financial resources quite simply perpetuates the dynamics of colonialism. So, while Documenta 14 no doubt has delivered meaningful projects for many across two sides of the one European coin, perhaps it is yet to be seen if the institution of Documenta really did learn from Athens in the way it had hoped to. In setting up such a politically engaged exhibition, the Documenta institution has also drawn a lot of criticism for its own politics. Even if flawed, however, I think the Documenta 14 premise of inclusion, activism, diversity and tolerance is a completely necessary and important turn for such big institutional shows. While the exhibitions in Athens at times felt clunky, there was a wide array of the program that I missed. There was a Documenta radio station that broadcast 28 commissioned sound pieces in multiple formats, there were art films screened on Greek television, there was a very vibrant education system and a jam-packed schedule of performances, which may well have delivered the depth and contemporaneity that I was looking for in Athens. Either way, the articles, exhibitions and conversations that have flowed in response to these events is an essentially important outcome. I would like to thank all of our contributors towards this episode. You've been listening to What Are You Looking At, a podcast edited and produced by Pip Stafford and myself, Thea Connell, for Contemporary Art Tasmania. The music is by Josh Santospirito. Contemporary Art Tasmania is a professional-level public presentation platform dedicated to developing contemporary art in Tasmania. To find out more about our programs, head to www.contemporaryarttasmania.org. What Are You Looking At can be found on our website as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you like what we do, please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends about us. 